Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Haskin Cast podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about Song by Song, my latest album in the Mental Sauna series, number five, Mental Sauna Maternity. And the whole point of this album, obviously, was to help create a relaxing and tranquil environment for the family, obviously for the mother and baby uh, during in utero time, as well as post-utero time, and uh, bring home from the hospital to the crib to really as long as you want. Uh, as long as the music is still enjoyable, continue to use it. But I should point out, while the titles and the ideas behind the songs are geared specifically towards pregnancy and being a baby uh, in and out of utero, it really is uh, just relaxation music that can be enjoyed by anyone. So don't let the titles fool you. Uh, the the thing with new age music that I find interesting, uh, new age really or instrumental of any kind, is that it really is up to the interpretation of the listener, right? So when I did my first major uh, new age song, which was called Dreamscape, that I had a specific vision in mind when I wrote it. But when I put it out there for people to listen to, I got feedback of all kinds of things that it made people think of, it made people feel. And so I kind of realized that it doesn't really matter what I think when I create it. It's really up to the user's own individual experience. And when you have a lyrical song, you can tell them the story and you can say, this is what you know, this is what I was thinking about, or this is what happened to me or happened to someone I know, uh, or something I've created in my head. And that's fine. But with music, and the music then would support, obviously, the aggression, the relaxation, the happiness, the sadness, or whatever of the story. With new age or instrumental music, it really is just open to the interpretation. You get a feel, in general, of the, of the, the intended emotion. Because it's very easy to make people feel sad or make people feel happy or, or just take them on a journey, which then can be a little more subjective to uh, to the listener's own experience. So I, I really find it interesting when I hear different interpretations of the music that I put out there. And I really love hearing it. But mainly, I just love that people are listening, that people are enjoying it, that it's helping them, whether it's helping them calm down from a stressful day, a stressful situation, or just creating a, a relaxing environment in their home. Uh, it means so much to me. That's why I keep putting this stuff out there. Obviously, it's for people to enjoy. Otherwise, I would just write and not put it out. Uh, so that's kind of important. And and I appreciate those people that take the time to give me some feedback. I appreciate the people that take time to listen at all. Uh, all of it means something. And, and obviously, I hope that the things that I put out there are connecting with people. So uh, let me first talk about the uh, the artwork for the album. This was a, a photo that was taken by uh, my amazing artist, who I am so deeply indebted to, uh, Kelly. And she is she's been with me on every major release I've done over the last few years. I pulled all of the older albums off of the shelf because they all need. They all need some updates, whether it be from the writing side or the technical side or just the uh, sound side, you know, being updated to uh, to match current sound. Because uh, all of the older albums were recorded with either a Casio keyboard or my old Korg sequencer. And while the sounds are great, you know, I look at the sounds that are out there now and I can make the drums sound more realistic and things like that if I'm not able to play live on, on one of those songs. And 
the uh, the ability to just enhance the sound uh, overall to to widen it to really make it a, a much bigger sound than it was just coming directly off the keyboard with all the wonderful production tools that we have. So I thought it was time to uh, just kind of do that and take advantage of those things. At the same time, uh, everyone that's on the market currently, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, ongoing, will have uh, artwork done by Kelly. Everything that she's done so far has just been absolutely stunning and, and a very wonderful representation of the music in the album itself. So why why change a great thing? Uh, they're stunning. And this one was no different. Um, I, I'd been planning this album for a little while. And I'll take a step back and tell you how it was created. So a friend of mine had a baby and uh, posted pictures and everything uh, uh, after the birth. And I just sent her a little congratulatory message. And she wrote me back and said, oh, I meant to tell you I put some of your music on my birthing playlist. Well, I, you know, what do you say to that? And that's pretty much the greatest compliment somebody can give you, right? I chose to bring a life into this world listening to music that you created. I mean, just, you know. Try and let that sink in. That That's what could be a better compliment than that. So I kind of started thinking about it after that. And I thought, you know, maybe there is a, a whole market there that I could reach out to and maybe add some ease or some joy or, or, or you know, relieve some of the tenseness of, of pregnancy and of raising a child because, you know, obviously the sleep patterns get difficult. Um, the physically, the exhaustion's there, which affects you emotionally and mentally. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe that's something that I could help work on. So I started thinking about different things and, and talking to different people and uh, kind of getting an idea of what the music really should be like. And uh, I'm very happy with what came out of all of those conversations. And then obviously the album itself, otherwise I wouldn't have put it out there. But uh, so I reached out to Kelly and said, hey, Kelly, this is the next album that I'm planning on doing. Let me know what ideas that you have. And she reached out to her friend, Melissa Robin, who is an absolutely just lovely, lovely human being. And uh, talked about a photo shoot that they had done previously, a pregnancy shoot. And uh, Melissa agreed to have one of the pictures used for the album cover. And then Kelly and I talked about the colors and different things. And then she did the color wash over it. And and I, it's an absolutely stunning, uh, very beautiful album cover. I think the purplish tones really reflect the um, sort of uh, uh, pad sound bed that I uh, used for all of the songs on the album. Uh, and then obviously her her beautiful pregnancy shape and, and all of that. Uh, just absolutely stunning. I love every bit of it. Uh, Rebecca Poole, my dear friend, uh, who's a, a very, very talented cover designer, did the uh, lettering for that. So uh, the way that it works is that Kelly deals with the graphic, the, the picture itself. And then uh, I have Rebecca do the lettering. And then the two of them kind of work together on spacing and all of that stuff. And every one of them now turns out beautifully. I've, I've only started using Rebecca for the last couple of albums uh, because uh, I, I had someone before that, but uh, I, I was not happy with their service in the end. And uh, I love what Rebecca's doing. So again, another home run. Plan on continuing uh, with, with her on every album going forward. And uh, and she'll be on the show, I think, sometime this summer we talked about. I, I try to time some of these things with uh, people's releases for projects. 
Uh, and if they if there's no one that has uh, the availability to do the podcast around the time of their release, then I do other episodes. But I really try and, and, and time that once the links are available so that you guys as listeners, if you're interested in something that, that one of my guests does, you have the link in the show notes. You can just go right to it. Uh, with Natasha Larry, we did uh, the pre-release, but the link was already up for the pre-release. So, so it was good um, to, to, again, be able to have something to immediately click on. Even if you couldn't make the purchase right away, you could secure it right away so that as soon as it was released it would just be downloaded to your to your kindle uh for her newest book so um so that was kind of how it came about and then um you know, I, I had uh, a few friends who were pregnant at the time I was thinking about this. So I talked to them I'm like, well, what would you want? You know, what do you, what do you think would be relaxing in your environment? If you were to just have, let's say, uh, Alexa play it or speaker in, in the room, whether it be the, the crib or maybe you, uh, the bedroom, uh, that the mom sleeps in just, you know, anywhere that you want to create that tranquil environment. And, um, really listened to what, uh, what my friends had to say, and then just kind of sat down and said, okay, now what, Taking all that into account, along with my original vision and things I've learned over the years, what what do I want to do with this? And so, uh, basically, uh, with most of the mental sauna stuff, it's it's a pad background. So there's these just warm, long tones that go on, and and they just really create like a cloud that you can just relax on, and then the the cloud will float along with the song, and you can just put your head back, close your eyes, and and enjoy. Um, that's the the general goal of of pretty much all the mental sauna albums. Even with the Christmas album, uh, while the lead instrument was a piano, uh, there were a lot of uh, electronic pads that I used to um, just sort of reinforce and create the environment for the piano to to move in. Um, and again, with all the mental sauna albums, one of the rules is that nothing, uh, no hard striking sounds. And while it appears that some of the sounds might have a little bit of a strike to them, uh, I actually curved off that attack quite a bit. And so, uh, it's, it's nothing that I felt was so abrupt that if you were relaxing with your eyes closed, that it would take you out of that, that it would shake you awake and, and say, Hey, you need to pay attention to this. Things are happening. Uh, really it's, it's very gentle and something that you can just kind of coast along with. Uh, you, so while I equate it to sitting on a cloud, you can equate it to, uh, laying on one of those, uh, inflatable pool toys that you can just, you know, like the, the rafts and things that you can just lay on and float in the water in, in the ocean or a lake or a pool. Um, whatever, you know, whatever vision that, uh, that you like for your own purposes. But that was the the goal behind it. And uh, hopefully I've reached that from the feedback that I've gotten from people so far. Um, it seems that it, it has really reached a lot of people. So obviously, you know, that, uh, that makes me very happy because like I said, there is no better gift to an artist than people getting their music and, and enjoying it and making that connection with them. Uh, obviously it's, it's nice to be able to sell my music and have people buy it. Uh, that helps pay the bills that helps fund the next project. But at the same point, making that connection that people are actually enjoying what I do, um, that, that the things that I'm creating out of thin air are, uh, are reaching people's hearts and souls that, uh, that's, that's just phenomenal to me. Uh, so what I'm going to do today, now that we've gone over the basic ideas of uh, where it all came from and what the intent is, is I'm just going to do a little bit of a song by song breakdown, and then I'll pay, uh, and then I'll play a bit of each song uh, for you, so you can get kind of a, a taster. I'll do like a 30 to 40 second uh, clip of each song. Um, 
so the first song on the album, and, and now with this one, I did things a little bit different. I've approached songwriting from pretty much every angle, from writing piano parts first or guitar parts first to bass guitar parts to uh, string melodies to drums first to lyrics first. So uh, I decided to do something a little bit different this time, and I actually wrote down all the titles that I could think of that might pertain to an album with this theme. And uh, then I narrowed down the ones I liked and the ones I didn't like. And and obviously uh, the ones that I didn't like are, are not part of the album and the ones that I like are. And so the first one was called uh, What Do Babies Dream About? Now, this is a concept that I've always found interesting because I've read reports where they they do these measurements of the babies and that they're, you know, they're different sleep states and all this. I'm like, I don't really know what they dream about, though, because all they know is dark and warm and wet uh, or to make you uncomfortable, moist. But what did they discern that from? Because if they don't know cold, dry and light, then dark, warm and wet don't mean anything right? It's not like they can say, I'm enjoying this this warm environment if they don't know what cold is because they can't identify warm yet. So I, I've always found that very curious. Now, one of the theories that I've heard and feel, if you feel this is out there, that's fine. I think it's interesting is that babies are dreaming about their past lives because they haven't really come into this life yet. And they don't do that until the actual birthing experience where all those previous memories are then locked away and it's time to start your new life and start learning things uh, that will pertain to this life. I don't know that that's true. I, I don't think there's really any way to prove it one way or another, um, but I do find it fascinating. If that's not it, I would be open to discussion about what babies dream about since they don't know anything, they haven't experienced anything, they don't have an imagination because they've had no stimuli. They can't think about walking through a forest because they haven't seen one yet. So I I would love to know what people think. Feel free to write me on that, scott at scotthaskin.com. That uh, goes to my personal professional personal slash professional email and uh, and I respond to those directly. So if you have ideas on that, I'd love to hear them. And then maybe we'll talk about some of those on a future episode. Maybe not. We'll see. So the first song, What Do Babies Dream About? That's the concept behind that because I, I really just kind of explored that uh, with some different melodies and, and textures. Um, if babies do have any visuals, what are they based on? Um, they haven't opened their eyes yet. So again, no stimuli. So it's a, it's a very fascinating concept to me. I, I wish there was some way to know, but I don't think there is I, any more so than knowing what an animal is saying when they bark or purr or whatever. You get an idea maybe of their emotional state, but not specifically what it is. And th- those are things that I think we're always just going to remain mysteries because how will we ever ever figure that out. Uh, so that's that. Now I'm going to play a, a little clip of the song. Um, I, I just wanted to do something that was sort of a, uh, a moving journey from one thing to another, because I would imagine whatever babies do dream about, it's probably morphing constantly or uh, something that, that moves from one thought to another very quickly to, again, whatever extent of thought they can have. So here is a little bit of What Do Babies Dream About?
right, so now that you're all calm and relaxed and just kind of floating on that cloud of, uh, of relaxation, let's move on to the next one, uh, which is called It's All New. And this kind of goes along the, a, a bit of the same concept because now once the baby is born, everything that it sees, every bit of stimulus, everything it hears, touches, smells, uh, anything that, that attacks the senses is brand new. So they're experiencing this uh, in this life for the first time, whether it be understanding colors or, or how their eyes work when they move and, and how they can see different things in their uh, peripheral vision. And uh, just watching that brain develop every little thing is, is a, a thing of wonder. And so uh, that's kind of the, the idea. The plinky sort of percussion in this is sort of a representation of each new thing and uh, how how it's curious and, and interesting and, and you want to know, but just as much as you start looking at that, then there's something else that comes into your field of vision that you're like, but what's that? And so I, I you know, I really wish I had been able to retain some of those memories because I think there's a story in that. But the the earliest memories I have actually are really of being in the hospital when I was very young. I think I was one or two. Uh, and and very ill, and I remember certain fragmented little flashes of memory there. I remember the uh, there was a, a sort of a smaller console TV sitting on top of a very tall dresser. Uh, I remember my grandmother being in the room at one point. I, I can remember where the door was, where the bed was, and all that. But I, I, really, it's nothing more than just a couple of flashes, and uh, I don't really remember very much about my very early life, the first couple of years. Um, but I kind of wish I did because I think that would be something I could explore. Um, but that being said, it's all new is based around that concept. And, uh, and, and again, just that sort of wonder of where, where is this coming from? What does this mean? Why does it smell like this? What is smell? And just taking everything down to the core and just taking in this constant mass flood of stimuli. And so let's listen to a little bit of it's all new. So this next one is called Toy Piano. And Toy Piano, uh, you know, pretty much every child has a little plastic toy musical instrument at some point in their early years. And uh, some have a rattle, which we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, some have a little, uh, you know, a wind instrument or something they can blow into and make sound or, or hit with their hand to make a sound. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times there's like a little electronic uh, toy plastic piano, uh, a lot of times from a company like Fisher Price or something like that, who's put things out uh, just for that uh, ability for a, a child to touch something, get a specific response that hopefully is pleasing because it's a musical note and that they'll want to sort of develop and touch different notes. And then maybe they'll start touching them in a sequence and kind of develop that, uh, that musical naturally harmonic side that we all have, whether we realize it or not, but also the, the percussive side of thing, that rhythmic, uh, sort of thing that, that we all have. And as they continually hit the key over and over, uh, and, and they start learning the timing a little bit, um, 
but they're also learning the the melody because they can they can have a couple of octaves, you know, a variety of sounds that they can start uh, putting together. Uh, sometimes they're monophonic, which which means that you can only play one note at a time. And, and a lot of them, though, are polyphonic, which means that you can hit multiple keys and get sounds that are are together like a piano would be. And uh, I think that's a great thing. I, I think uh, starting to develop that creative mind, but also those uh, learning processes of if I touch this, this is the sound that I get. And if I touch that, that's the sound I get. And if I touch these two together, I get a different sound that's also pleasing. Um, you know, those those skills that uh, we all need to develop as, as children and, and help us greatly in our adult life, knowing what makes us happy and what doesn't and how to achieve those things. So that was the idea behind this song, uh, just a little plucky piano sound and, uh, and some pads to back it up. And here is Toy Piano. next song here is everything's a pillow because let's face it when you are a newborn everything is a pillow it doesn't matter if it's a blanket a mattress someone's shoulder the table they rest you on while they're changing your diaper everything is a pillow and you will fall asleep on it so that was kind of the concept of of this just thinking about you know every different thing especially something that's nice and soft and warm like a blanket and uh, you know, it, it, you, as a baby, you sleep so much of the time. You wake up, you're hungry, you cry, you scream, you kick, and then you exhaust yourself back into sleep again. And uh, it, it's just kind of fascinating to me as I've seen so many people with children, especially here in, in Vegas. And I see people pushing strollers even down the strip on a, a night where there's just music blaring and people running around and and uh, smoke and marijuana and advertisements and bright flashing lights and constantly playing music and uh, advertisements and things. And and it's so incredible, the power of the stimulus. And yet here's somebody pushing a stroller down the strip, baby completely passed out. Um, I don't know how much of that is getting into their brain, but uh, it, it just amazes me that they aren't crying the entire time just because of the amount of heavy input stimulus. And so it's kind of a fascinating thing to me that you can just be anywhere and and fall asleep. Uh, I would imagine that as long as you're comfortable, as long as something is is soft and warm around you, then it's probably pretty easy to do, especially for an infant that just exhausts itself right back to sleep all the time. So that was the theme behind this song. And uh, I hope that that you enjoy it. It's a little bit percussive, uh, but that just represents the fact really that you can fall asleep regardless of what's going on around you. Uh, But again, the percussion is very gentle, um, nothing on the heavy attack side and uh, just a, a nice little thing to flow along with. So here is a little bit of Everything's a Pillow.
You know, it's interesting as I do these uh, album reviews, especially for the mental sauna stuff, because I feel like I want to use the same adjectives over and over. But each song is so individual and unique that it's even though those same adjectives may apply, I definitely want to feel like I'm giving each one a unique uh, explanation and description. Uh, so hopefully I'm able to do that anyway. Uh, the next song is called The Long Slumber, and this really is a twofold meaning song. Obviously, the the period of growth in the womb is all sleeping, and uh, so that's one facet of it. But after you're born, it's also a lot of sleeping. So it's kind of a a little bit of a representation of both. And this one... Um, is really just a, a, a kind of that journey wondering what's going to happen next in the developmental cycle. And even though you're not really consciously knowing that you're in a developmental cycle, uh, but just kind of like, okay, this was what I'm doing. I wonder what it's going to be next. And, and just kind of following that thought process from my perspective. And it, again, just wanted to create a nice, warm, comfortable cushion to to rest on and to, to relax. And this is one of those songs too that I think uh, really along with with this particular album and the rest of the albums in the Mental Sauna series that you could just put on in your environment and then you can relax doing whatever it is that you're doing. If you're washing dishes, if you're uh, reading a book, if you're just wanting to uh, sit in silence for a while and contemplate or meditate or whatever you want to do. And uh, nice, nice background music for that. Uh, so here are, uh, here are some notes from The Long Slumber. The next song is called Warm Glow in My Room. And some of the nurseries uh, that people have in their homes that I've been to tend to be, uh, you know, they want to keep the room a little bit dark so that it's it's uh, relaxing for the baby, which really is kind of the lighting version of what I'm creating with Mental Sauna, right? This sort of relaxing, comfortable calming environment. You don't want the lights too bright. You want enough for them to be able to see, for you to be able to see when you walk in the room, but not so bright that it's distracting from sleeping. The same thing with mental sauna. You want something that you can just put on and drift away with. It'd be interesting enough to want to put on, but not so interesting that it keeps you awake or uh, distracted from relaxing your mind which is a fine line sometimes. I feel like I I push this one about as far to the edge of that as I'd want to, um, because there is a little bit more melody in this one than the last couple of albums. There, There's a little bit more uh, interesting things going on than the last couple. But again, I, I think it I stayed within those parameters of uh, being interesting, but not distracting. Like I find this is actually one of the albums that I can listen to uh, to help fall asleep myself. Whereas most of the other ones I tend to pick apart, oh, I could have done this or I should have done that or or whatever. But this seems to be the right balance for me. And of course, everybody's going to be a little different. But the lighting version of this is just that soft light, whether it's a, a night light that has a, a cover on it that just keeps it uh, from being bright in the in the room and just creates that sort of nice tone that you can walk in and feel relaxed and, and uh, almost in a meditative way. So uh, that was the uh, the idea behind that was the musical version of soft lighting. So here is a little bit of warm glow in my room. Mm-hmm. 
can't believe I'm already halfway through the album. It feels like I just sat down and started talking about it. Um, the next song is, this one's my favorite song on the album, and it's called Playmobil. And of course, you know, when, when we were in our cribs, most of us had something hanging over it that would play music and it would turn around and it had interesting things, whether it be, you know, airplanes or just colorful rings or, or different, you know, things. Uh, but, but I, as I recall, like somebody would start it and it would move and do its thing and play its, you know, little music and it would stop and then somebody would have to start it again and then it would do its thing and stop and then somebody would start it again. And it was just sort of a cycle and that's what uh, that's what the music represents in this one because you've got your uh, your downtime when you're just sort of staring at it and curious about it, and then you have your time where it's starting up, and then your time where it's stopping, and then you're just curious about it again. Um, so that's kind of the uh, the premise behind this one, and it was definitely the one I had the most fun writing. A uh, little bit of guitar, a little bit of uh, you know synthesizer, and a little bit of pluckiness in there. Um, just kind of made it fun for me to write, and uh, and I think an interesting one to listen to because it's uh, really sort of a that journey of repetition of oh I got to start the thing again okay it finished now I got to start the thing again and um, anyway so uh, so hopefully that's another one that you enjoy whether it's your favorite or not and here is a little bit of Playmobil. with love is a, a pretty important concept, I think, with everyone, not just babies, but with every human being on the face of the earth. People that feel filled with love, genuine love, are typically happy people, and happy people do wonderful things, and they don't do horrible things very often. Now, we're not talking about mental conditions or physical uh, uh conditions or whatever. But really, just generally, people that are happy do nice things. They want to feel happy. Uh, they don't want to feel angry, and they don't do angry things. So that concept, I think, is uh, is so important because when you're filled with love, you're happy. And who doesn't want to be filled with love? Not fake love, not, well, I love you if you do this for me, or I love you because you did something for me, or because I need you for something. It's just genuine, I love who you are as a human being. And so that was part of the the gentleness and delight that I wrote this from and it's it's just kind of um you know when you when you hug somebody it's nice when you hug somebody who you know just genuinely loves you it's it's a different feeling and that's what I hoped that I captured here you know delight comfort gentleness but welcoming I think welcoming is is a powerful word in this particular situation because uh, when you have someone who genu- genuinely loves you and they hug you, you definitely feel very welcome. You feel welcome when you come into their home or when they, they see you or when they email you. you. You get a different sense from them than you do other people who you might have those same types of communications with. And so here is Filled with Love. 
Next up is a song called The Gentle Rattle. And uh, I touched on this a little bit when I talked about toy piano. But, uh, you know, there was a, a longstanding joke. Every time that uh, I would have a friend who would uh, tell me that they were pregnant, I would get them a rattle. And so I uh, I would then joke with people who would have second baby that the only reason that they had it was to get me to get them a rattle. Uh, it's such a, a soothing sound, even though it's percussive. But uh, it, it's it's an interesting thing, I think, for a baby to be able to have something that makes sound from the inside, something that they can't see, uh, but they they can sense that there's something inside there. And when they move it around, they hear a sound. And it, you know if it's pleasing to them, they'll want to do it more. But I also see babies start to move their arm with it and, and almost like they're trying to form a, a, a rhythm, um, being their own metronome and, and learning that uh, maybe that they have a little bit of timing and maybe they're, they're sensing their own heartbeat and, and kind of feeling a, a consistent pulse. So I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but I've always liked to think that that's what that's all about. And of course, if they just like the sound or they just like banging things or or moving their arm uh, and controlling something, could really be any of those things. It might not have anything to do with the rattle at all. But uh, going along the theory that I was correct on this, that's kind of where this one came from. And uh, so it's really just uh, just a soft journey and uh, a little bit of a rhythm in there that uh, that they can kind of feel the pulse of. So here is the gentle rattle. The next song on the album is called Fuzzy Blanket, and that kind of deals with uh, a little bit of the stuff that we've already touched on, which uh, being everything's a pillow, where, you know, when you when you feel warm and, and cozy, you're, uh, you're likely to fall asleep, especially as a baby. And um, really for the mom, though, too, because it's, uh, you know, you're going to be uh, wanting somewhere comfortable and, and uh, something warm and you can kind of wrap around yourself and and when you can get those moments of sleep in between uh, tending to the baby and, and your own needs in the household and everything else that you have going on. So uh, that was kind of the concept of this, just that, you know, wrapped in in love and, and being content and comfortable and just feeling good, uh, just, you know, very similar to the uh, filled with love as well, just that I'm in a good place and I feel happy and safe and secure and I just want to stay here forever. And so here is Fuzzy Blanket. Mother's Heartbeat is about kind of that uh, syncing up with your your parental connection, 
and uh, for the mother, the mother's heart is beating as it will beat. And for the baby, just kind of, especially in utero where you're hearing or feeling the mother's heartbeat, uh, certainly there's got to be some way I would think that the baby is sensing it. I don't know how all of that works. I didn't study that. It wasn't important uh, for the purpose of doing the album. Just one of those things that you get curious about uh, now and then. But but really, uh, there's a, a gentle pulse in the song that kind of represents that heartbeat a little faster than I would hope the mother's heartbeat would be. But it just felt right for the song. So I did it at that tempo. And just something that you can kind of go, okay, I feel this pulse, I feel this rhythm, don't really need to pay attention to it as much as just feel it and experience it, but I don't need to focus on it. So that was the concept behind this one, just that syncing up with the subtle percussion that represents the mother's heartbeat. And uh, especially once you're outside and you don't have that anymore, um, just kind of having something to, to be there to replace that comfortable pulsating rhythm that, uh, that you might have experienced in the womb. And here is Mother's Heartbeat. song on the album is called Music Box. And this one, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, in, instead of playing music, you'll have a, a music box. Maybe this is a little more old fashioned. I don't know if people do this as much these days. But when I was a kid, it was pretty prominent, uh, along with the Playmobil. And if you didn't want to use the Playmobil, if you wanted to play a different song, like a lullaby, a lot of times, you would put a music box on. And you would wind it up and it would do its thing. And they're really interesting if you actually look at the inner workings of them and how they work. It's basically a, a cylinder with bumps on it and little tiny metal keys, kind of like a player piano uh, that that uh, that just rotate and they hit the bump and then they smack down and they make the ping sound of, of whatever the note is. Really kind of a neat uh, a neat concept, but uh, but it runs like a player piano where the, the piano would play off of the, the music in it. Uh, this does the same thing. The bumps on the, the cylinder are the, the notes notes. And um, so that to me has always been a little bit fascinating. And then there's the, you know, the motor from when you wind it up and it's going to play until it runs out. But, uh, but that's always been neat. And so this was about those boxes that you would put uh, in the crib uh, with the baby. Obviously, they would have to be in a casing that's, that's not going to be uh, something that the baby might roll over on and hurt themselves. Uh, or you'd put it outside the crib on a, a night table or something where you could still hear it from the room because they, they aren't loud, but the sound carries enough to where you don't really need to be right next to them. I mean, you can be a few feet away and still hear it quite well. And so that's, that's what we used to do to calm babies down. They would be screaming and, and uh, kicking and you would feed them and they would continue to scream and kick. And you wanted to help bring them into that, uh, that sort of uh, just relaxed state, which again is the entire purpose of this album. So that being the case, it expands on what we've done for years uh, with the music boxes, um, but they were really reserved for plinky plucky sounds. Because again, it's the metal that snaps down after it hits that bump, it snaps down on the cylinder and makes that that ping. So with Mental Sauna, I've tried to tailor it to where it's more like the relaxing pads, as we talked about earlier. But 
it's it really all comes from the same concept of the music box, which uh, I remember when I was a kid. There were there were music boxes with uh, children we babysat. There were music boxes. Um, I remember one was uh, was sort of a purple uh, uh, orb that had like little jewels and stuff on it. Definitely wouldn't put that in the crib because you know choking potential choking hazards and whatever. So that one was kept outside the crib. I can even hear right now in my head the melody of it. I don't know what the song was, but I remember the melody of it. And uh, and it was very relaxing. It was something that would just distract you from whatever it was that was on your mind that you were thinking about that upset you or or other things that were going on in the room. You could just focus in on this one sound source and just get lost in it. And so that uh, that's something that I hope that people are doing with all the Mental Sauna albums and, and different uh, songs I've put out. And uh, hopefully they will continue to do that because that's really the goal. So here is Music Box. that you have enjoyed this walkthrough of Mental Sauna 5 Maternity. Uh, again, remember that this isn't just for maternity because music is much more universal than that. Uh, it's something that you can just enjoy. You can put the headphones on, the earbuds, the the speaker, Alexa, whatever you like, and just drift away with it and let, uh, let that calm, loving feeling wash over you. Uh, one thing I would appreciate if you guys like uh, do a, a little rating of the album, review it, uh, whatever whatever you like to do. Um, I'm really trying to get the word out to people because I think this is something that can really help people uh, through the the maternity process. Whether it's you know while the baby's uh, growing inside the mother, while it's whether it's after you bring him or her home from the hospital, just really creates that relaxing environment. And the there have been a few people that have used it in those situations and and have contacted me and said that it really helped them. And that means the world to me. I could spend my time doing absolutely anything. And this is what I choose to spend it doing in the hopes of making the world a better place. But to do that, part of what I need is your help in getting the word out. So please, please, please tell people, especially if you know someone who's pregnant or who just recently had a baby, uh, let them know about this. Let them know that it's something that uh, they may want to check out and uh, you know, help me spread the word because I can only do so much on my own to make the world better. You know, We all need to work together at this to make it uh, the kind of world that we want to live in. And more people that are relaxed and, and, and content means that more people are happy and less people are doing nasty things. So 
please do tell people you can share the podcast. You can share the links um, in the show notes. I've got the links to the major places that the album is on. It's also on Spotify and uh, many, many other uh, systems and stores and things like that. But, you know, it's usually the typical iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify seem to be really the main places that people go to for music these days. So uh, feel free to, uh, to share any or all of those links. Uh, I, I will probably uh, do a video or two of these songs um, just set to something relaxing. I haven't really found the right images yet that make me happy to represent any of the songs. So I've kind of held off on that. Um, I really don't like necessarily music being visually represented because I, I really go back and forth on it. I think about the fun videos from the, you know, when, when MTV was in its heyday back in the eighties. And I remember watching it quite a bit as a kid, but as I've gotten older, I kind of just want music to represent itself to go see a band perform music live is a nice experience because you're getting a different version of the song. You're feeling their energy directly. You're in the room with them. Um, obviously that wouldn't work for something like this, but I, I do appreciate that. But to have music videos that, that just tell the story of the song or that are kind of nonsensical, uh, that, that are just images uh, that don't necessarily relate to the lyrics or to the music, um, I don't know. I'm really kind of back and forth on it. But I know that people like visual meditations. And so I have put out some of the Mental Sauna songs on my YouTube page with videos, usually fountains or nature of some sort. Uh, I, I'm actually working on one right now for a, a brand new piece um, of, of some water that I, I took a video of the other night on my walk. And for for it to be like a guided meditation or a relaxation thing, I'm okay with that. But to do like a music video of one of my songs, I'm really not sure how I feel about that. Like to take the story and create a video story of it. Uh, if it, if it's done well, I can respect that. But it seems like a lot of them um, are really just not related. So I can't really get into that a lot. And and I like music to be audio and not visual, you know, get what you get out of the song without being directed what to get out of the song. Uh, especially at least I I'm talking more in terms of new age or relaxation music, as opposed to like rock and roll or country or something like that. Um, but definitely interesting. And, and I understand that the point of those videos is to really just hype the promo for the song or the album or, you know, whatever the project is, whether it be a film or, or what. So uh, I understand it, but I'm back and forth on how I feel about it. But for the purposes of people using them for meditation, for relaxation, that I'm all for, which is why I couple them with images that I take uh, when I go to the ocean or when I'm out and about and I see a nice fountain or, or water or something that inspires me, maybe the wind blowing through bushes or trees or whatever. Uh, I've got a plethora of footage that I just haven't had time to figure out what I want to use it for. Uh, I do have a couple ideas that I'm going to be uh, putting to things coming up. But pretty much um, the, the concept of, of relaxation, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with when it comes to video, especially. So uh, so anyway, thank you very much for taking the time to go on this journey with me. I hope that you've enjoyed it and enjoyed a little bit of the behind the scenes of, of what I've created on this particular album. Uh, this album is very, very special to me. The, the concept about it, uh, the concept of it was brought about so organically. Uh, with my friend putting it on her birthing playlist and then others uh, coming out and telling me that they've done similar things or the same thing um, really, really touches me as an artist, as as a human, as someone who 
my goal really is to just do what I can to make the world a, a better and happier place. So uh, please help in in that journey as well. Share, uh, like you don't have to write a review, but if you at least put a star rating uh, on it, like on, on iTunes or Amazon would be great. The more of those that you get, the more confident people are when they purchase something that they're unfamiliar with. Uh, also, the, the more the word gets out. You know, if you get a, a ton of reviews, um, that gets a lot of notice as well and, and um, definitely means something to the potential purchaser, as you are too. I mean, if you see something has no reviews or one or two reviews, are you likely to purchase it versus something that has 75 or 80 reviews of people saying, wow, this this really helped? And, and you're going to have your naysayers here and there. Not everything's going to work for everybody, and I, and I can appreciate that. Just be honest. That, that's all I ask. If you think it's a one star, then put one star. If you think it's five, put five. I'd rather have you be honest, but I'd also rather you just put up a a notice of something so that it can be seen and, and tallied and people can uh, decide whether they even want to listen to clips or not, because I, I respect that people's time is valuable. So uh, I appreciate your help with that and spreading the word about the podcast. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, I hope that you enjoy the album, whether you're pregnant, recently delivered a baby, or not pregnant, or never delivered a baby, or just want uh, some nice, relaxing music in your world. So thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing. See you next time.